Please listen carefully. And now, live from the attic that smells like a basement in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast, featuring four left feet performing a tango of trivia, Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. We are doing Nerd Talk Radio live at Acon 31. Acon 31. Hey everybody. Let's hear it. 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 All right. So Nerd Talk Radio. What's Nerd Talk Radio? What is it? It's like a radio show, but we talk about nerdy stuff instead of sports. Yeah, because there's always those sports talk radios like, hey, call in with your hot sports opinion. Does this team suck? Does this team rule? Yes, exactly. But we're going to do that with nerdy stuff. And we have a whole presentation full of nerdy stuff to talk about to get us going, right? All put together by me. So if you have any complaints, take it up with me. We'll put your topic in next time. Definitely. Now, we also have uh, stickers up here. We have uh, cards up here so you can find us. You can find us at Assuming Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And we're on everywhere podcasts are sold. You can just Google Assuming Positions Podcast and you'll find us. But I'll say that at the end, too, so you don't forget. All right, what's first up on Nerd Talk Radio, Mikey? Pow! Pow, who's the best Spider-Man? Best Spider-Man. Who is the best Spider-Man? Anyone got an opinion on who's the best Spider-Man out hand, there? Oh, I have a hand calls. raised right here. Hi. Hi, caller. What's your name? My name's Jasper. Hi, Jasper. Uh, so I have a little bit of an opinion about... All three of them, uh-huh, uh-huh. because like depending on like comic accuracy yes. and whatnot, I personally really think that Tobey Maguire was a really great Peter Parker, but mm-hmm. not a very good Spider-Man. Mm-hmm, and okay. the same thing with Andrew Garfield. He was a really amazing Spider-Man, but not a very great Peter Parker. But he does resemble like... I don't remember what arc of the comics that it was, but it was very like keen in like the early 2000s and the 2010s, mm-hmm. like where Peter has a lot of angst. Yeah, that's where they took a lot of inspiration. So I greatly appreciated that. Tom Holland is just the best of both worlds, even though he breaks his secret identity all the f-ing time. <laughs> Wait, am I allowed to swear or do I have to keep it clean? Yeah, we can bleep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it is after midnight. They put it after midnight, so you'd think you should, but whatever. I I don't want to make this harder on you guys. Nah, than nah. Should be. <laughs> But uh, Tom Holland is the best of both worlds, even though he reveals his secret identity so much. And that is against what Spider-Man does. But he does it in such an adorable puppy dog way that you can't help but laugh. <laughs> look at that face. Look, look at, at that, that face. face. Like, look at him. Uh, but yeah, Tom Holland. All right. So you know what? I, I, I agree with Jasper fully. Tom Holland for me okay. is the best version of Spider-Man. He embodies the Peter Parkerness the most. He's well, the most teenagery. Peter Parker should be a teenager at first. That's true. Spider-Man's and, always and a teenager. He, yeah, and he is a teenager, and he comes across as a teenager. The only problem I have with Tom Holland is what is going up with that eyebrow? I do not know what's going on with that eyebrow. It's his British he has, It has its own Twitter profile, Tom Holland's eyebrow. <laughs> yeah. His left eyebrow has a thing that happens to it. I don't know why. Things you didn't know you needed to follow. Yeah. What about you, Mikey? Who is the best Spider-Man to you? I like the twist on uh, Tobey Maguire being the best Peter Parker. Mm. I fully support that. Yeah? You think Uh, so? Yep. I have to stand up for a little bit for my man, Andrew Garfield. They only gave him two movies, so why didn't he get a full trilogy to compare with like everybody else? But Tobey Maguire had emo dancing sad Spider-Man. How can you beat that? (laughs) The disco town waving at everybody? Pizza time. Pizza time, yeah. The comb over? 
I don't know. Did you ever see? Did any of you guys ever see the um, video of the little kid doing that dance perfectly? Perfectly. Great. It's great. Look it up. It's fun. Anyone else have a favorite Spider-Man? Lots over here. Is there a favorite Spider-Man over here? There's people up front. Oh, well, no, there you go. Andrew Garfield. Yeah. <laughs> Team Garfield. Uh, he's the perfect Spider-Man. We're talking about Spider-Man, not both, not Peter Parker. So, there Andrew you go. Garfield. Yeah, it's because, like, he copies, like, the mannerisms, like, the way, like, you would envision, like, Spider-Man. Like, Wait. yeah, it's just, I just think he's, in my opinion, that's why I think you know, he's the best. Andrew Garfield is the it, best uh, Spider-Man. It warms my heart. I think he's the underdog. <laughs> there was opinions up here. Hey, caller. I grew up on the uh, the original movies, and while the new ones are pretty cool, I think the original ones had more real character. There you they go. More real to me. That's just my opinion. The growing up factor is important. If you grow up with the movies. Yeah. Um, has anybody considered Miles Morales? Animated version. I would As say that's best the best Spider-Man? Spider-Man movie. Because I think so. I think you're, you could be very much correct as far as maybe the best Spider-Man in motion, motion I guess. I agree. Animated is motion. That's why they call it Animotion. Animotion. What? Animotion. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah, it's up there. <laughs> is it up there? Let's see. Miles Morales. Ding. Now, Into the Spider-Verse is so good, though. It is. Into Best of the Spider-Man awesome. movies, for sure. Yeah, I know. What well, we solved that world dilemma. Yeah. On to the next one. All right. What have we got? Hulk Smash versus Hulk Smart. Oh, nice hand, hand of, came up real quick. With a nice image of Hulk smashing out, and then Smart Hulk from... what is Hey, it? hey, caller, what's your name? My name's Jared. I'm going to have to go with Hulk Smash. Um, Hulk, in my opinion, is supposed to be this unstoppable force of nature. Why, why do I have to care about what he has to say now that he can actually speak English? <laughs> but uh, I love it. Smash. Hulk Smash. Okay, here's the reason this is up there, because I didn't know like there was any sort of contention with Smart Hulk. Like I just saw Mark Ruffalo, and I'm like, hey, Mark Ruffalo, you're a great guy. I don't, I don't mind seeing you in more movies. But you inform me the internet, and there's a subset of people that are just like, no, it's Hulk Smash. I love it. Anyone else? Hulk smash? Hulk? Oh, we got one in the front here. Hi, caller. What's your name? I'm, I'm Jordan. Hi, um, Jordan. Yeah, so I like Hulk smart because I really like Mark Ruffalo's voice a lot. There you go. And um, he's still strong, right? Like, he's not just, like, smart and weak, right? No, yeah, he's still got the Hulk powers. So he has, like, best of both worlds, Mark Ruffalo and Super Strange. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, yeah, Hulk smart wins. Hi, caller. What's your name? Uh, my name's Bacon, and I just wanted to say uh, one thing. He's actually weaker. He's not actually stronger. He's he, or the same strength because he's not. If you lo- if you look at him, even in the photo, uh, well, not that one, but typically he's a smaller size. He's not as tall as the actual Hulk size or as strong as the Hulk. So, uh, uh, no, no, not me, not me, not at all. All right, Mikey. What do you? What, how do you fall? Hulk. How do you fall on Hulk Smash? Hulk Smart, Mikey. Like I said, I'm a big Mark Ruffalo fan, so yeah. I, have no pro- I don't have a problem with Hulk Smart. But to make the argument, get, making him smart and he can control his powers, now he's just a normal dude in some aspects. Gets rid of the whole Jacqueline Hyde yeah. aspect of yeah. Hulk that is part of his conflict and character. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole reason he has powers and get angry. Yeah, that's the that's the thing uh, for me. If you want the Hulk smart is supposed to be when he's not the Hulk and then he gets mad and turns into the Hulk and then Hulk smash. Hulk rage. And it's the Jekyll and Hyde thing. And that's how it's supposed to be, in my opinion. That's yeah, how yeah. it always was for me when I was a kid. 
watching one. He had a different name. Was Lou his Ferrigno? name David? Was his name David Banner back then? Maybe. I think so. Yeah, and the sad walk away music and Lou Ferrigno dressed green with weird <laughs> eyebrows put on and fighting a bear. You ever see that one? That one's good. Yeah, that's. But I don't one. think they ever did like an episode where Lou Ferrigno is suddenly smart and he's like. No, I- they never did an episode where Lou Ferrigno is smart. <laughs> Poor Lou Ferrigno. He looked the part, though. He was great. And that was all natty, man. <laughs> Jacked up. That was not all natural, Mikey. That was not all natural. I, I that refuse was to a believe a lot that. of don't, steroids involved. Don't pop my bubble. No, there was a lot of steroids involved. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Knight. More Marvel. They're kind or of Moon Knight. Yeah, while well, you got all the, we're in the Marvel subcategory, is that what we are? Just at the road stop. There'll be other non So we're stuff. supposed to choose between Mr. Knight or Moon Knight? It's nitpicking. It's, it's, it's splitting hairs, but they are two different people. They Quote, are unquote, air quotes. No, they are. I mean, they're two different personalities for sure. But there's a third person missing. Oh, spoiler alert! <laughs> I hope you all saw Moon Knight. There you go. General, yeah, general consensus: thumbs up, thumbs down for people who saw Moon Knight. Thoughts on Moon Knight? I watched it and I thought it was pretty good. It's cool, not cool. The best, yeah, but yeah. it was entertaining. If you're forced to pick as cosplay as one of these two, are you cosplaying as Mister Knight or Moon Knight? I'd be Mister Knight. Very classy. There you go. <laughs> We have a comment on the front? Yeah, we have another comment on the front. Okay, so I would definitely do the one on the left. It looks cooler and cheaper. <laughs> Mr. Knight's cheaper? To, yeah. to wear. To get a white suit? I yeah. should have got on a whiter uh, picture because it is a nice suit, like yeah. all dappered up. It's what he's, what's psycho Colonel Sanders, right? <laughs> yeah. That's what, yeah, that's what it looks like, yeah. actually. Yeah. Psychotic Colonel Sanders. And he's got beaten sticks. He's <laughs> I don't know, man. I I'm going with I, I like the uh, I like the Moon Knight thing because he's got glowy eyes and that cool beak cowl. Cape and, and cowl. He, he yeah, the cape and cowl. He kind of looks like Assassin's Creed stuff going on there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Either way, you're getting to hang out with Oscar Isaac, though. So. Really, I get to hang out with Oscar Isaac? Just a different personality. You though. have that power to help me hang out with Oscar Isaac? Because I want to hang out with Oscar Isaac in all his different forms. Mister Knight, Moon Knight, Poe Dameron. <laughs> The dad from Dune. Wasn't he Apocalypse and X Men too? The yeah, the guy, the guy with the ro- didn't he build the robot? Which robot? The robot. Isn't he the guy who built the robot? Which robot? I don't know. Yeah, yes. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> then yes. Best of the Marvel shows. Moon Knight is back again. Oh wow! How hard is this? You're gonna make me pick. Yep. But for the people just listening, it's a choice between the currently run Marvel shows that have finished for the most part. WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and Moon Knight. So you're going to make these poor people and me choose one of six. Yeah, because one And of the, the other ones go into that fire pit from Toy Story, right? I don't know if we have to destroy the, them. It's the scariest ever. scene ever in a Pixar movie. Right, we have a hand raised. Loki. Loki all the way? Yeah, Loki all the way. Yeah. Loki what, what, why Loki? Because, like, like, I don't know. It's just... He's a very chaotic character. He's very lovable, even when he's evil. And it, like, brings back, like, more backstory to his character. And, like, uh, I don't know. It's just Loki. Just the way you feel about it. They did a real good job with that character. Plus, it's a whole time travel aspect. Whew. Any other votes? Any other naysayers? You're Loki also? Jordan, Loki Jordan's up front. It's all because of Tom Hiddleston, isn't it? I also vote for Loki. Wow, Tom we got Hiddleston's three Loki, Loki votes. a ton of charisma. And the TVA was really cool. There you go. I, I hope we get to see more of that. Mm-hmm. More yeah, we, time variance authority. We are getting a Loki season two, I think. I think I brought that up on a Nerd Alerts. Yeah. What's your favorite Marvel show, Scott? 
I'd have to go what if, man, because uh, zombie Captain America is the best. <laughs> yeah. What if was really good, really uh, creative. And what, true to canon. Can I guess Mikey's? Mikey, can I guess yours? Your favorite is Moon Knight because you just saw it. <laughs> so the most recent thing is the thing I like most? <laughs> I don't know. You, you wouldn't be entirely wrong. I have a short attention span. Um, I, I do love the support for Team Loki. That would be the toss-up. But I think I had the most fun with Hawkeye. Mm. I like I like Quinn Parton and then Kate Bishop, that whole storyline. That's where we get uh, more the Russian girl talk over spicy macaroni and cheese. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So many great beats in that so show. So many pockets. It's so great. Look at all my pockets. That's the new Black Widow, everybody. That was an awesome impression. You should be so impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for the applause. And you didn't even ask me what mine was. Now, tit for tat. I, so. I gave my answer. I had to pick Pick you, one favorite child. You, you have, you have to guess mine. I have to guess yours. Yeah. Uh, default just because Falcon and Winter Soldier. No, it's ah. not. Mine would be Hawkeye too. I liked. I had a lot of fun with Hawkeye. There you go. I would watch Haley Steinfeld like just walk around. <laughs> so, oh, I, I forgot. Know. I forgot that yeah. factor. <laughs> that is an important factor. WandaVision was great. It was just WandaVision was. All, they're all so good. Why are you making me choose? You're making me choose children over here. But now you only have one favorite, and that's the only How one you can go back and rewatch. You. How dare you? Oh, we're in the Star Wars section now. One of the toughest decisions. What ever. is the coolest lightsaber color? You got colors in there that are not canon, sir. Point it out to me. You're the nerd. There are many colors in there that are not canon. I found so many or mislabeled the, images. I'm like, that's not that person's lightsaber. So I had to go unlabeled. There's weird, like, double hues of blue in there and stuff. There's Yodas. I see Yodas. I see Mace Windows. <laughs> Those, the handles are all wrong, though, yep. but the colors are and links are right. That's it. Hmm. Are you trying to like get us not sued? <laughs> They're listening all the time. <laughs> I don't want to cease and desist. They got the clear Ahsoka ones. The Ahsoka ones are clear, and yep. red ones, that's Vader and those guys. Uh, yellow one, Ray has a yellow one now. They brought that back, and they had the Guardians had that, too, in green and blue. But there's like another, there's like an orange. I've never seen that before. And there's different shades of green. There's Yoda's. Is it diff- different blues? Is that Luke and Obi-Wan? Is that the different blues? Maybe, but to me, all the blues look the same in the show. But what's everyone's favorite yeah. lightsaber color? Who's lightsaber on. color? It's got to be Mace Windu's. It's, gotta be, it's yeah. the best. <laughs> purple. Mace Windu's purple lightsaber. Hey, that's no, the coolest lightsaber you know, over here. Do you know the story behind the purple lightsaber? I was just going to say purple because Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Samuel L. Jackson. It's, it's all Samuel yeah. L. Jackson's fault. He went up to George Lucas and he's like, can I have a purple lightsaber? And George Lucas is like, um, the lightsabers don't come in purple. And he's like, George, I want a purple lightsaber. And he's like, okay, Samuel L. Jackson. That's you know? right. Internet that. Can I also get the handle engraved with BAMF? Yeah. It has, B-A-M- it has BAMF on its handle. Yep. I don't know if any of like the actual. I don't know if it's in the movie. I think it's one. That I don't know if you can see it, but it's on there. I'm because to he it, is. Now I'm going to take a tangent on that too. While we're talking about lightsabers Please. and we're talking about Mace Windu, y'all know how like they cut Darth Maul in half and then they brought him back. Slice. Right. Mace Mace Windu just got like thrown out a window. I want him to come back. Wouldn't that be awesome? They got all the stuff. Who does not want more Samuel L. Jackson? That'd be awesome. Who's with me? Samuel L. Jackson? Yes. Yes. More Mace Windu. Thank you. Did you hear us, universe? <laughs> Bring Samuel L. Jackson back. Bring Mace back. Bring Mace back. I mean, that, he could show up in the Obi-Wan show. That'd be awesome. I think we have to start a hashtag for that now. Yeah. That would be so cool. All right. What's your favorite lightsaber color, Mikey? 
Well, everybody already took Mace Windu, so now I feel like I'm Mace oh, Windu. So I think you I'm, are Mace Windu. I'm part of the popular. I crowd. have two. I like the Ahsoka effect in the yeah. when she showed up in Mando. It was really cool to see the yeah. white, just like holy crap, coming out of the shadows. Ahsoka has a white lightsaber because she literally took Sith lightsabers and bled the dark side out of them, so they turned from red to white. That is cool. That's really cool. But my favorite is my favorite is actually the yellow one because that comes from me playing Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. Because the guard, yeah, they you have support. And the guardians, the guardians had the yellow lightsabers, and I always played the guardians. And then they brought it back in the in the cartoons, and then they gave Ray one, which they should have expanded on more because it's cool. But whatever. I got you. But I like the yellow ones. It's cool. You're but not, I'm glad it's alone. back in canon. Are you excited for the Knights of the Old Republic remake? I am um, tentatively excited, I guess I would say, because when they remake stuff, you never know how lovingly it's going to be done and whether they're going to rush it and put it out before it's ready and then there's a million bugs and then you have to put up with it and then everyone doesn't like it and then you get it a year later and all the bugs are fixed and it's awesome and you're trying to tell everyone it's awesome, (laughs) but they're so mad that the bugs didn't work. I don't believe you. Sorry. I really like that Anthem game, and it died a horrible death because once they fixed everything, that was an awesome game, but everyone hated it because of the way it was initially that no one played it anymore. Yes, it stinks. That's how you tell the people now with your microphone. It's better now. Yeah, no, they turned the servers off, dude. Oh. It's... Boom. Lost a time. Yeah. But yeah, as long as they don't mess with the main mechanic of Knights of the Old Republic, I think it should be good to get that HD refresh. Yeah. Oh, the, be- the best Star Wars trilogy? The eternal debate. Mikey's coming with the heat. Best Star Wars trilogy. Any thoughts from the crowd? The best Star Wars trilogy. We best got the Star prequels. Wars trilogy. Go we ahead. We got the OG. We got the sequels. No? Anybody? We have a caller up front here. It's Bacon from Houston. Yeah, sure. Why not? Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, so <laughs> to me, the best trilogy is the Ridge Tridge, the original trilogy. Yeah, you, know, you gotta go Ridge with Tri- oh, Ridge Ridge. Yeah, the Ridge Tridge. Wow, I've never heard it called that yeah. before. Uh, uh, it's mine. It's patch heading. It's cool. You can use it. Cheeky uh, cheeky parm parm. It's cheeky cheeky parm parm. <laughs> Tom had <laughs> uh, But no, the original trilogy. It brought us everything we needed. It bought the other ones. So it it has all of it. And then you get the backstory with this with the sequel of prequels. Mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't. I'm not gonna talk about seven seven eight and nine, which. It's just not my cup of tea for a Star Wars fan, so... I get it. Yeah. Any other takes out there from the crowd? Original trilogy, Star Wars trilogy? Thank you, If we didn't have the original trilogy, then we wouldn't have a lot of the remake uh, remakes and the bridgings that are going on right now to repair the damage that Disney did along with Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. I got you. So yeah, we yeah. have, uh, what is it, Rogue One, even though some people had mixed feelings on it, we, it, wouldn't be, it wouldn't be near as good if it wasn't for the fact that, of course, we have the originals. Mm-hmm. Um... I know some people have mixed feelings on the Mandalorian. Some people have mixed feelings on the uh, the Boba Fett, yep. Boba Fett. But uh, I mean, honestly, if we didn't have the original, we wouldn't have any of this. It's a valid point. And it would have died on its face after the the what was it, the sequel trilogy, which was I'm sorry to say awful. It was awful. No, your opinion is incorrect. There's only one right answer. <laughs> your opinion no, no. is incorrect. <laughs> They're yeah, all great. I do like the point. Like you got to have the first ones to kick it off, otherwise that world doesn't even exist. Hi, I'm Drew from Houston. Hi, Drew. <laughs> nice, nice to see everybody. Yeah, it's good to see you, Drew. This is going to be kind of weird, but my favorite trilogy is the the right column. <laughs> you just I know it's going to sound crazy, but those are my favorites in Star Wars. Yeah, three, six, and nine. Three, six, and nine? Yeah, I don't know. That's not one of the trilogies. 
That, he's making his right own call. trilogy. Yeah, that's his trilogy. He's three, six, and nine. He's there are no this isn't like a pick three, like Lotto kind of deal. Oh, well. uh, Drew's taking some heat for like a nine. Drew for nine. Do you have a favorite, Mikey? OG is hard to argue against because that was the yeah. thing that built the world. Yeah. And a the lot rich of it. Tridge. Yeah. <laughs> I do think you have a better love for it if you grew up with it, but I am the almost, uh, millennial almost, so I, f- I have an endearing love for the, the prequels. I know they have their, their flaws, but they're a fun time. Pod racing. <laughs> here's, an, here's an e-trick. Wizard, see? You get slang from it. Yo, this is an e-trick. Sorry, I'm, I'm, too, I'm too old for that. So yeah. I grew up with the original, the original Tridge. I saw them so many times. I lived through the time when there was nothing else but the original trilogy and then crazy books and comics that no one knew about but me and my nerdy friends. Yeah, the EU stuff and, you know, and then, but still, that kind of sets me up when people complain about some stuff in Star Wars sometimes. I'm like, I put up with like a rabbit. There was like a space rabbit (laughs) running around with Luke and all them. And I'm like, this is awesome, Star Wars. So... I did like it. Well, here's the thing. There's something we always say on this podcast because we try to be positive in general about stuff. But to us, Star Wars, like all these movies that I'm looking at right here, this is you go into the ice cream store and these are all different tubs of ice cream. So it's all ice cream and ice cream is awesome. But you just might not (laughs) like some flavors as much as the other. So you pick the flavor you like. And, you know, for some people, nine is rum raisin and they don't want it. But you know what? There's some people like Drew over there who's like, rum raisin's my favorite. I'm going to have me some rum raisin. And he's walking out of there with the rum raisin on a cone, just like you're walking (laughs) out of there with a chocolate chip on the cone. And you're like, I got me some ice cream. So that's what Star Wars is. Star Wars is ice cream. Star Wars is ice cream. There's uh, they're all different flavors. For my favorite ice cream flavor of Star Wars is Return of the Jedi because I was the right age when it came out. I was the age of kid when it came out that I thought the Ewoks were the best thing ever. <laughs> it was targeted right towards my little kid head. Space teddy bears. And yeah, and I was like, this is the best ever. I had the Ewok playset. I had all I had <laughs> Wicket and Low Gray and all the guys. I had the I had the little uh the scout speeder thing that could flip them over and stuff. And then I had all this the, the whole Endor set. <laughs> All the camo guys, I'd just recreate those scenes over and over again with Leia and Wicked. Trying to give them the food. Oh, man. Best. According to old school fan, fan base, you're supposed yeah. to hate Ewoks. <laughs> Here we go. What's next? One more Star Wars. Another Star Wars. Best Star Wars sidekick. This is a loose oh, definition. Wow. I put some examples, but... If you have a favorite that I like your your Ewoks. So can we say any sidekick, not just the ones in the picture? You just this is just an example of sidekicks. Yes. We don't have to pick from Misa, Jaja, Bink, or uh, there's little baby Yoda, Grogu. Best sidekick. Uh, I would. It's hard to pick best sidekick because there could be a supporting character that's not on there that that would work. I would. I would say um, Chewbacca. Chewbacca is the best sidekick. Yeah, Chewbacca is the best Star Wars sidekick. Uh, unless you want to make him a main cast member, because he kind of, he could be. I mean, <laughs> he's a co-pilot, so he would be a sidekick because he's a co-pilot. That's the only way I. Yeah. That's the only way I think think about it. But yeah. I don't think I put him in the graphic because he's just he's too tall. So I don't think of him as a sidekick. <laughs> he's he's a side man, a right hand man. 
<laughs> well, no, it can be. This is just examples of sidekicks. But yeah, if Chewbacca counts as a sidekick, then that's the best sidekick. There's no better sidekick. Darth Vader's the best villain. Chewbacca's the best sidekick. Han Solo's the best character. Sorry. <laughs> Leia's the best princess. The best Disney princess is Princess but, Leia. But we have a caller. Hey, okay, listen. Chewbacca's cool and all, uh-uh. yeah. but yeah. R2-D2 mm, oh, true. on the line, carried the plans with the entire empire on his back. That's my whole argument. All right. He's the, he's the only reason that everything goes right. Yes, sir. You know why you know why R2D2 is not the best sidekick? Because he's not a sidekick, he's the main character. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Too, uh, <laughs> too much of a protagonist. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I gotta agree, R2D2 is the main character mm-hmm. of the <laughs> whole yeah. franchise. Yeah. But I got a bit of an unusual answer. Go for it. The best sidekick in terms of like a dead antagonist is Atten Rand from Knights of the Old Republic 2. Oh yeah. He's just yeah. Karth, but better in every possible way. Yeah. The Knights of the Republic is so good. Both of them. Man, that's like a game that had a sequel that was just as good as the first one. Legendary. If you guys haven't played Knights of the Republic, you still can. It's like you can download it on your iPad and play it. It's a super good game. It's crazy. And you can play it twice because you can go bad or you can go good. Didn't it, you do two playthroughs? To, or did I did two. Both I, no, I did two playthroughs of both of them, especially when I found out that you can make one character kill another character. The best. By using the dark side persuasion. Wow, it's crazy. They're like best friends, and you make them kill. Ugh. <laughs> it's dark. Hi. Um. So, I think that the Mandalorian is the best sidekick. Oh, Grogu's um, the main because character? Because Baby Yoda is um, the main character, <laughs> and uh, he literally lives to serve, so I think there that's the position I've assumed. <laughs> Grogu? Good answer. Good answer. No whammies. No, wait. That's a different show. <laughs> did, did you say who your favorite sidekick is, Mikey? I didn't. I was just going to express how I expected way more response for Grogu just because of how much that blew up. Like, the toys, there, there's so many toys of him out there now, and he such, has such a rabid fan base. Like, I kind of get it, but blew my mind. Uh, I think you're all sleeping on the best sidekick of Star Wars. Who? It's only one person. It's one man. It's Lando. It's Lando Calrissian. Oh, yeah. He know, is the best sidekick just... there is. He got Han out of being frozen. Yeah. He, it was his original Millennium Falcon. Like, come yeah, on. It's so true. many things there. Also, Donald Glover does a great job as him. He does. It was. It was yeah, really it was good. Amazing. It was amazing. Yes. I wanted just a Lando movie after that. I know. I, I really. would be a sidekick. I, yeah, like, I hope so. I like Solo a lot, but. So here's the funny thing, too. Here's another little tidbit. This is another nerd argument I can throw up for you guys because we're in Star Wars land, and that's, like, my main jam. If you, guys, if you guys remember, and this is Return of the Jedi, Lando's piloting the Falcon again, right? And the clothes he's wearing, people are like, oh, he's wearing Han's clothes. No, no, no. Han was always wearing Lando's clothes <laughs> because if you see Solo, Lando has his clothes in there when Han gets it. So Han was, all, all, other than the pants... Other than the pants, Han was wearing Lando's clothes. That's why when people were like, in Return of the Jedi, they are like, oh, Lando has Han's clothes on. No, he's like, hey, my clothes are still in here. I think Lando does get the vote for best dressed sidekick. Oh, man, he's the best dressed in Star Wars, man. That's great. I thought, because I, I haven't seen Mandalorian or anything, but yep. I thought Solo, I was surprised. Solo was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I was happily surprised. So there you I don't go. Know and the thing is, I was going into Zolo like I was scared because Han Solo's always been my favorite character when I was a kid. I'd be playing Han Solo. 
I was the kid who's glad that the other kid's like, I want to be Luke. And I'm like, good, you be Luke. I'm Han Solo. He's a whiny farm boy. Yeah. He's the best. He gets the girl. He's got a big giant dog friend. <laughs> He's got an awesome best buddy. Two best buddies. Lando's his best buddy, too, sort of. He's a friend of me, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh, this came in from... Who'd this come in from? Right there. Juan Barco. Okay, Juan Barco. One of our, we, one of our fans sent this in to us. So you guys can do that, too. Assuming at gmail.com. If you send us a thing for Nerd Talk Radio... We'll put it in there. So video games to me. So this is his take. We would always talk about on our podcast how so many of the things that they make from a video game to a TV show or a movie, they just fail. They just don't work. Never. And, and the track record of successes is so small, and we're waiting for them to kill it. And this guy sent in, and he's like, this is why they'll never work, ever. And we'll talk about it right now, right? So stories and games are extremely different than a good television show because they are interactive and often have more time in the show for character development. There you go. TV shows aren't interactive. You just sit there and watch. It's passive. You're not in there. It's not it's almost virtual. But I right? yell at my TV all the time. Yeah. Sometimes it works. Uh, the appeal of games is hand early. Gameplay, cut that out, and most games will be mediocre. So that's kind of like, sort of like the first one, sort of like his first point. You're like not actually doing the thing. You're just watching the yeah. thing. And this, I don't, do you agree with this? The action sequences in games are over the top and awesome. Most shows and movies don't have the budget to do it because I don't believe that's true. I don't think that's valid anymore. I, again, think that's him. I think he's saying the same thing three times so far <laughs> because it's like you're in there, you're doing the thing. It seems like it's awesome because everything's blowing up around you, but I've never been like, this is way better than a movie. And the goal of companies, this is cynical, huh? the goal of companies buying IPs is to make money. Rarely will a company buy an IP actually try to make it a great series and do it justice. But there's, like, you can point to a couple movies, I'll show them on the next slide, where it's like, oh, this is a property people know. Let's make some cashola on it. Yeah. Even though it's not a video game. It's true. So does anyone have... Oh, there, we, we got a hand a back there. In the back. Hand back we there. Video, a video games is movies. So Mark Hamill said it best. He said, Hollywood makes movies for money. When he was on a panel himself, yep. he said, uh, when he was talking about the, the sequel trilogy, he said... Hollywood makes movies not for fans, but for money. Mm -hmm. So that they have the budget to do anything they want with these movies. Yep. But they decide to take their own narrative and their own, I guess you could say, artistic direction with it. Each director that decides to get on every single video game decides to take it in a completely different direction. Uh, example would be Halo, for instance. Yep. Immediately taking his helmet off right at the beginning when we all know Master Chief is never supposed to have done that to begin with. They could have at least built up to it, but they didn't even do that. Yeah. So it, that was already a big hiccup. And then what do they do? They clap back at us mm -hmm. <laughs> because it's the fans saying that we don't want to watch it. We don't want to support that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it boils back to what Mark Hamill said as well. It's, it's true. There, there is a kind of tone deafness in Hollywood. We've talked about it on the podcast before. There's certain people who get it. And the people who get it usually make stuff people like. Like over in Star Wars land, there's a guy named John Favreau and a guy named Dave Filoni, and they seem to get it. So their stuff is good. No, for sure. Right? But in terms of actually like video game versus movie medium, there's yep. a time and place for everything. It's not that one is necessarily always better than the other. Because some days I want to be actively engaged in something, in action. But other times, you know, I just want to relax, sit back, eat my food, and watch something, right? Yep. Though TV shows are better than movies. But it just seems like they never get it right when it's based on a video game. 
Oh, so we got some examples here. Now, okay, that first one, Mikey, we always talk about this. That does not count. The Witcher does not count. That's why I put it on there, so you can make your point. The Witcher is a show based on a book. So that makes it better because it has the book thing and it gets... Yeah, it, it's, it's a show based on the book. And there's also a video game based on the book, too. But the book came first. Fair enough. So Witcher don't count. The Witcher is awesome, by the way. Okay, so the next one is Resident Evil. Now, Resident Evil has an argument, sort of. I mean, it's pretty good, right? You like them. But it, it has the same element like you just mentioned with Halo. Like, it strays from it's what true. the original Resident Evil, what the original Halo was meant to portray. You, mm -hmm. you just take the name and do something totally off base with it. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I don't think you're hitting the mark. Okay, Mortal Kombat. So, <laughs> yeah, we're getting some of the crowd thinks Mortal Kombat's pretty awesome, Mikey. Did they hit it out of the park with Mortal Kombat? I support the I support the opinion that Mortal Kombat is Get awesome. Get over here! But Mortal Kombat is a terrible movie. Oh, Mikey! But a, but a really, a really fun terrible movie. Yeah. The essence of Mortal Kombat is you want to watch people fight to the death and beat some very uh, graphic, untimely demise. Like that's the point you play the game. There you go. The movie comes up as long as people are fighting and dying in extreme, extreme fashion. You, you checked all the boxes. True. Yep. The guy that plays Shang Tsung in the, the Mortal Kombat movie, I think like he's better than Shang Tsung in the, the original game. Like I think he actually... He's better. There's, it's like, it's like it's, there's this corniness to it, even though it's like brutal and violent, but there's also this like corny, playful. Like the creators of Mortal Kombat are all just dudes that are like, they there, were like college dudes just making a game. Like, there is a level of camp and corniness to it, but I, I respect the answer right before that, that like you are getting what you pay for when it comes to Mortal Kombat. Yeah, you can't play as the fighter, but the fight scenes are still pretty cool and the deaths are pretty cool, so. And the music, yeah, the music's great. It might, uh, be I mean, one, it might be one of the rare examples that they got the video game movie yeah, right. Yeah, Mortal Kombat is getting a green thumb up Unless from we're talking about everyone the, here. You know, the newest Mortal Kombat that came out, like, last year. That one was bad. It was bad. It was bad. It was. It was someone. It was. It was. It was based off the new Mortal Kombat games. You get your original character, you create, and you throw them into it. So I guess it was okay. What else? Are we gonna do them all? No, I was just. Oh, I, I just thought, brought up examples well, to create controversy. I want to talk. I want to talk about that Doom. How can you mess Doom up? <laughs> the, do, Doom. Doom has like no. The, like it's the story is so basic. It's like go to Mars, fight guys Blow from demons. hell, demons from hell. And that's all you know. The like the guy doesn't even have like anything. He, the guy the guy doesn't have any backstory. There's nothing. There's nothing to mess up. And they even went the extra mile to make it first person for like a tiny little bit. But I don't. It still screws up. I don't know. It's so strange. You could have done anything. You just just make an awesome movie about a guy who has to fight demons on Mars and then call it Doom. But they were trying. They were trying too hard. But we have the Doom IP, and we can make a quick buck off it. Why not make a Doom movie? Yeah, I guess. But it was real short. It was like for the last couple minutes. The first person scene was very cool. But. Oh my gosh, you got the Mario Brothers movie on here. That was. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's good. The tomb. Ra there's two tomb raiders though. There's yep. the old one and the new one. Yep. 
I went OG. Uh, these are my my dated references. The old ones, the only one, the reason the old ones anyone liked them is because Angelina Jolie was in it wearing tight clothes. That's the only reason anyone cared about that one. I would make the argument anybody, the only reason people really like the games is because of Laura Croft, the character. Yeah, do you, have you seen what, but do you see, remember, do you remember what that looked like? That was so, <laughs> yeah, it was like triangles. Yeah, I know at the time, I remember. My girl got polygons. <laughs> That's what everybody oh liked gosh. about it. My girl got polygons. You guys are going to make that a thing. Yeah. My girl got polygons. Oh, anime related because we're at Akon. Oh, the classic argument. And we have done this before. I wasn't sure I wanted to repeat it, but I have a little twist I think Ooh, is interesting. Mikey has a sub versus dub twist. So yeah, we oh, there's, lots of, there's lots of people who have their hands up. All right. So I'm Trevor. Sub versus dub. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say subs for the most part are usually better. However, dubs have been definitely improving over the years. Okay. And now there are some dubs that are, I would say, equally as good, if not better than the sub. But if you're going to pick one or the other, just generically overall, it's safer with the sub. There you go. We this, a lot of this is always a funny argument because sometimes we interview voice actors on our podcast and we'll like literally ask them this question. And of course, they're always like, um, dub? <laughs> is that even a question anymore? But yeah, it, they, they it have does to depend. say dub because that's their job, right? Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. I, uh, I generally prefer subbed, but I multitask a lot. So I watch a lot of dubs. And some of them are really good. There's some like very talented English voice actors mm-hmm. and good studios that put out really good dubs. And like, he said some of them I think are better in English. It's true. It's almost something that you have to curate in a lot of ways to figure out which way you want to listen to it. But, oh, we got some in the front. Everyone in this room is going to agree that the two shows that need to be in English are FMA and Cowboy Bebop, right? There you go. Like, and Dragon Ball Z, but yeah, but... I feel like those are so good in English that when I listen to them in Japanese, it actually takes away from the show. Like, I can't even... And I speak Japanese. Like, I know... Yeah. It's it's interesting because Cowboy Bebop is an older one. Yeah. And Cowboy Bebop is kind of from the era that got the reputation for having horrible... Exactly. ...dubs, you know? This really bad. So it's interesting that that one was... But that's why it's a classic and legendary... I think my hot take is that there's a lot of cultural nuance that's lost when you are uh, dubbing something, but at the same time, it's easier to watch as an international audience I get you. because it's a little bit more universal. I prefer subs sometimes, though. I'm sorry. <laughs> dubs make it more accessible. I like it. I, I like both, but sometimes it's dubs because that's what I grew up with. Like, I'm not going to watch Digimon in subs. I'm watching dubs. I like all the voice actors for that. But uh, I will say that this conversation goes further because in uh, Japan they argue about what's better in subs or dubs over King of the Hill, and they say subs. <laughs> <laughs> but that that speaks to the cultural point because like King of the Hill going over to Japan, there's some of that Texas stuff that they're oh gonna be like, what? my gosh, I really want to see dubbed King of the Hill right now. I second that motion. Bobby, oh, <laughs> I watch subs. And my girlfriend watches dubs, and we make it work. So <laughs> That's a sign of love right there. Just make it work. Subs versus dubs. Any other opinions back here? That could be a dis- d- no. divisive factor. No. Oh, we we got, got an opinion right here. I just want to list some examples. Has anyone seen Code Geass? Yeah. 
I think Code Geass is way better in English. Has anyone seen Bacano? Bacano is way better in English. There you go. And on the other side of the spectrum, what she was saying, how similar cultural nuance and impact is lost in translation. Is anyone familiar with the Monogatari series? Like Baka Monogatari? That's something that will not ever work out dubbed. It would not be possible because it's like very heavily built on the Japanese language. The humor is all like Japanese wordplay. And so there are things like that that have to be watched subbed, I think. There you go. I think trying to dub it would just be a disaster. You'd lose too much. What were you going to say about Mikey? What was your? You said you had a new little take on it. Oh, here's the twist. It's a compromise. Oh, I, I'm, I've Mikey been team subtitles every time we've talked about this, but a new twist is English subtitles with English dubs, and you get to poke fun at the differences because the, <laughs> the dubs and the subtitles never line up, and you can't see some of those cultural differences. Like, why did they dub that word in? English? So. Wait, wait. English subtitles with English dubs. So you're floating closed captioning yes. on the English. But at the same time. And, so they do, and they don't match. It's not subs versus dubs. What? It's subs and dubs simultaneously. That's crazy, dude. My take was always because we have interviewed so many voice actors and some of our friends and they follow us and listen to our podcast, we love you. <laughs> but, my, but my take is listen to them both. I'm doing both. Just watch them both ways. Watch it twice. Watch it twice. You, if you love an anime... If you love an anime, you're going to watch it twice anyway. You know you are. That appeals to my collector brain. It's like, oh, I got to have the whole set. (laughs) Collect them all. Got to watch it twice. Got to watch it twice. Favorite Miyazaki movie. I think. Was there a thought back here for Miyazaki? Hard. I said that's hard to to pick. But uh, I recently saw Nausicaa. In the theater, I think sometimes the the year it came out or what you grew up with affects what you would pick. I I loved Howl's moving, uh, sorry, Howl's Moving Castle. There you go. And Princess Mononoke, and of course Kiki. Those are the top three, but they're 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 all good. <laughs> Too many favorites. No, I know, just but easy. I just I think maybe sometimes what you're what you were like what you were feeling at the moment, your mood. Bring, it's like that nostalgia factor it happens to all of us with anime, Star Wars, the Return of the Jedi thing. I totally get the Ewok. Absolutely. Um, I'd have to say Howl's Moving Castle for me. Yeah. You got a team going oh, already. Getting some. Correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's almost that's a consensus. Too, that's like we got a Kiki's delivery service over here. Oh, but then but he says the best is actually Howl's, even though his favorite is Kiki's. It's true. You're well, right. Fine. So you're what's your take? No, I, I like I like Ponyo. It's super cute. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, you can recognize as something super great, and then that's not mm-hmm. your favorite. Like I love yeah. bad stuff all the time. Yep. Oh, I can appreciate it. Ponyo's not bad. <laughs> no, it's for yeah, for sure. No, I mean you can't go wrong with Studio Ghibli. So I mean, but you know, I like the ones that have the word castle in it for some reason. I don't know. That, I mean, it's not on purpose. Because you're a D and D medieval kid. Yeah. I mean, I really love Castle in the Sky a lot, but I mean, Howl's Moving Castle—that movie is a masterpiece. That because it has so it's so so much nuance in it, and it, it's you know it's talking about you know war and oh, um, sure. legacy and doing the right thing, doing the wrong thing. I mean, it's and it's got airships that are real awesome <laughs> in it. Oh, so so the book. There we go. The movie is based on a book. Yeah, he's uh, you know. Japanese Disney, but better than Disney. Yeah. More so. true and noble than Disney. More true and noble than Disney. Wow, Mikey. Getting deep and heavy now. It's getting late. We're getting deep and heavy in the late night. See, I have a toss-up for me on this one. Uh, 
Totoro was my first Miyazaki that I ever saw. Mm-hmm. So like being first and blowing my mind, does that count as like favorite? But Spirited Away is the one I've seen the most times. Because that's like a, a like put on the background while I'm doing stuff around the house type movie for me. So you do you, you're one of those people who does that, right? Yeah, so you can you pop in. Put on a movie. I cannot do that. I've already seen it. I know that, what that's what we we can, we need to take from the audience on that one. We need some the background background movies. What's a background movie? You do, the one in the no, background? Not, no, not a background movie. Oh. If they do it, because I will. If I put on a movie, I am down for the count watching the movie. No matter how many times I've seen it, the you only thing I can on put the only thing I can put in the background is like music. Background and not be watching it. I just I can't. Cause I would be just like, I, if you hear it, then you start going like, oh, I remember this scene, or and you just sit down and whatever you're doing, you're not gonna continue. Yeah, not too, gonna continue. Too distracting. Too distracting. Yes, music is Fair. music is for background. That's why there's a thing called background music. I've never heard of a background movie. That's, I'm bringing it. I'm making it a thing. Nowadays, I just I, like, I put on podcasts or yes, like lo-fi radio in the background. Assuming go. positions, but podcast in, in the background is the best ever. <laughs> we don't care school. if you're even even listening to what we say. Just we just want the place. <laughs> put it on. You just the get the numbers. <laughs> I uh, when I was in school, I would put on Oron High School Host Club in the background. There you mm. go. And while I did homework, so I've seen it like eight times and it's just like something simple to just kind of like brain dead listen to while i'm working on something else that's it king of the hill earlier king of the hill is a great background one because you you can if you've already seen the show you know what's happening in each episode just by hearing it and it's hilarious it's totally funny even with just the audio i mean i understand it but i don't understand it (laughs) it's weird to me all right Background, no background movies. That doesn't make sense. If you're doing something, you're using your eyes to do whatever task you're doing. If you're looking back at the movie, it's no longer background. You're looking at the movie. But if you keep doing what you're doing, you're not watching the movie. There's no point to it being on. You're not, it's only your ears. There's no point. Just listen to music. Your ears are engaged. Your eyes are engaged with what you're doing. Your attention's not split. Benny Hill. I'm if, if Benny Hill's on, if Benny Hill's on, I'm watching Benny Hill because there's like half naked ladies running around all over the place. <laughs> well, I'm alone in my background movie love. That's fine. More background movies for me. Oh, Bacon has something to say about background movies. I can't do background movies unless I'm in the living room, and since I can't, I don't always cast to the living room. It's basic, it's basic regular TV. Then you can leave it on in the background because you're not going to watch all the commercials and stuff. <laughs> you're not going to watch all of it because it's cut up and it's not right. There you go. But then, but then at the end of it, I go, man, I really wanted to watch that movie while I was doing this task, and it was on the basic cable co- television with commercials. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go stream it now. Yeah. Well, you know, I used to when I was a kid because you mentioned doing homework. When I was a kid, I literally would do my homework with the TV on and do my homework during the commercials and then watch whatever. That's just how I know all the sitcoms, Mikey. That's how you get really fast at homework, too. I would just... I only have two and a half minutes to do this. (laughs) Yeah, I do my my homework. Because I was a latchkey kid. I come from that generation. I'd come home. My parents would be home. I would turn the TV on. I'd open up my homework, and I would just, like, I'd watch Brady Bunch (laughs) and the Monkees and and the commercials. I do the stuff. And then when I got older, it turned into MTV. So that's kind of listening in the background. <laughs> Those but, are background movie videos. Yeah, background movie videos. I'm learning new things about myself. It went from favorite Miyazaki to background movies are for children. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, 
anime ride of choice, and your choices are... Oh, are, are these the only choices? It, it, unless somebody has a very valid Hands argument. Hands these down. The, we, have, we have an opinion. Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Well, let me, let's tell us what the choices are for the listening audience. What are the choices, Mikey? Uh, you got the Akira motorcycle and Speed Racer Mach 5. Mach 5, hands down. Mach 5, it hands down? It does everything. It's like Superman before he got nerfed how many times. <laughs> he can do everything he needs to do when you need it to do it. That is very true. And the Mach 5 can do the exact same thing. The bicycle can't. That's, he's a demon on wheels. Don't they say it has like 5,000 horsepower or some insane made-up number? Yeah. It has, it has whatever capability needs to solve the situation, which is what the best part. Yeah, um, I've seen Akira before, maybe like twice, and um, I don't think the motorcycle actually does anything. Like, I think it's just like a really cool motorcycle. It's a really cool motorcycle. Whereas the Mach 5 is literally like whatever you want it to be. There you go. So like, obviously I do want a cool motorcycle, but like practically, practicality-wise, you one is clearly better than the other. Like, you, If it needs to in the show, it can fly. Goku Nimbus. But you have to be pure of heart to ride it. Are you pure of heart? No, you're not. not. Sorry. Yeah, you're an anime convention. You're not pure of heart. So I, I think that doesn't <laughs> count. Nimbus. Uh, I will say one thing, though. Uh, the Akira motorcycle looks hella cooler than the Mach 5. It's true. That So I would say on cool visuals, I'd go with the motorcycle. I mean... Of getting the Mach 5, do you have to get everything that comes with it if you're driving it? Like, does your brother fake die? And like, Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Spoiler warning that. I'm a big fan of motorcycles and the color red, but Uh-oh. Mach 5 was what I saw growing up, and that's the reason I have so many speeding tickets. Um, uh. I'm definitely going to pick the Mach 5. Here she comes. Here comes Speed Racer. Now, we're, we're saying the Mach 5 can do anything. Are we sure that we can't have the bike come out of the Mach 5? Yes. I mean, you combine it and make the best of both worlds. There you go. Reach a compromise. It's a mecha right of choice. I think he just picked the two because if if there was if there was more than this, I'd be picking like all the ships from Cowboy Bebop. But for me, I I I only have a model of one of those two things, and it's the Akira bike. So there you go. There's so many scenes that mimic the Akira bike slide, like it's iconic, but it is only a motorcycle. Absolutely. Look at those headlights. I just want to, I mean, but you can't drive around the Mach 5 going like, Tetsuo! I guess you can, but everyone in the speed racer world will be like, what are you talking about? It probably could turn into into whatever it needs to. It was one of those animes. That means I'll have to come back harder with the choice. I'll have to think of a more worthy contender for the Mach 5. Something else that can do almost anything. First of all, I was right about the exact horsepower of the Mach 5 because I looked it up. But second of all, yeah, for uh, I got a ND Miata white, uh, and it was the Mach 5 for Halloween. You just slap an M on there and a 5. It looks close enough. The color's perfect, the white. That's all I want to say. Groovy. Okay. We got groovy out of the front row. Groovy. Yeah. All right, what's, a, what's the next debate? Book versus movie. Or anime versus manga. What, what's the debate, though? It's, it, one is more anime-specific, but the same sense argument. Which is better, the book or the movie? Oh, I see. Book oh, or the movie. Oh, hand came up fast manga over here. Versus, or manga? Manga. Manga? Manga. This is an old-school manga, manga debate. Manga. 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 Mani? Manga. Manga. Uh, I would say it depends. Books versus movie? Usually the books are better in the movie's just kind of butcher it and piss people off in general. 
uh, manga versus anime, it depends going from anime to anime. Because I know uh, My Hero Academia, they match the manga fairly well. And then because it's animated, they're able to put more frames in it to make it look better. There you go. Same with stuff like uh, Jujutsu Kaisen. The animation comes out and it just looks phenomenal. And that's just something you can't do in the manga. So manga or anime, I'd say is hit or miss. Book versus movie, though, it's usually the book. Usually the movies that, don't do what, justice. That's why I brought it up, because that's what I usually hear. And it would, for me, it would carry over the same. The book is better than the movie. That's the opinion I'm of. I would imagine, you know, I would fall in favor of manga versus anime. But it doesn't always translate that way, which it's is a, interesting. Yeah, interesting. you're right. It, it, it does a little better sometimes. That, now, I will say, though, it seems like sometimes nowadays with streaming in the series that they do. Yep. That you can the you can take a book and spread because the books take books are long. They're like how long did you say like a movie script is supposed to be so many pages? A uh, page a minute. So if it's yeah. an hour and a half movie, uh, typically it's a ninety page script. Yeah, so like ninety pages. That's not a book. That's like a pamphlet. So that's the problem is that you get these books that are two hundred fifty minimum usually pages. Those books are so hard to read. And you're trying. to... <laughs> You're trying to you're trying to stuff it into a movie, and they have to cut stuff out, and then people get mad. But it seems like with a lot of streaming stuff now we're getting is that they can actually spend the time to do it and stick it in there. But then sometimes they just still just mess it up and make stuff up. And like I think this should have happened instead. No, I'm with you. I think it's a line that's getting blurred though, because I would give an example, but this is book to TV. And it's the Expanse series, yeah. and that TV show, I think, is better than the books. I love the books, Ooh. but they're doing a great job with that TV show. Yeah. But that's also a TV show that has the time to do the pages, like you're saying. Yeah. So maybe that's the deciding factor. The new Dune movie's pretty good. You guys like the new Dune movie? No, Dune. 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 I thought it was good. I liked it. We did a whole breakdown on that one. We did a whole breakdown on Dune. You can go listen to it. Did you ever, guys ever see the pictures of how the Dune and Dune and the girl and Stranger Things look like each other? It's weird. Wait, no way. Who? <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. And Timothy Chalamet and Natalie Dyer. There's pictures. <laughs> there's pictures online. Look it up. Hey, they used to have the same hairstyle. It's Nancy. Yeah. All right. Our next one is which teenage mutant ninja turtle are you? I think this says more about people's personalities. So there's 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 I know their names. Let me see if I can get them. I know there's Donatello, Raphael, Michelangelo. Based on the wonderful character select screen from Super Nintendo. It's the character select screen. One of them, one of them is this whole party guy, right? <laughs> Stop ruining my childhood. One's, one's the leader, one's a real rad dude. One's a real rad dude. One's a party guy. Michelangelo was the party guy. Who's, who's, who's got player one right there? Is that you, Mikey? Uh, yeah, that one? was my default selection. Donatello with the bow staff. He, Donatello was the scientist. Raphael was just angry. See, I think everybody picks Michelangelo too much. Because he has nunchucks? Against. What's that? Because he has nunchucks? It's the dumbest weapon ever. It's not. It's a, it's a, it's a made-up weapon, too, you know. Uh, that makes sense? Yeah. Maybe that's just because I hit myself way too many times trying to learn him. Is it, is it more the personality or is it more the weapon you guys go for? So personality wins over weapon, okay. Because you got katanas, right? You got nunchucks. You got the bow staff. And you got size. Size are the coolest weapon, in my mind. And also a wonderful recording artist. There you go. Ha. See ya. Google style. No, so <laughs> Which one do you go for, Mikey? Who I are you? For, I go for Donatello. He's the underdog. Uh, I used to be a Ralph fan, but 
he was way, and the original movie is great, but they played him off as like this uh, angry mobster who needs to get revenge and is the hothead. <laughs> Splinter! So th- th- this is a this is a funny generational thing because like the movies to me like are just a blind spot. Oh, they're masterpieces. All the young people are like, what? <laughs> but I, um, go Ninja, go. and you, you uh, Texans who boo me from being from New Hampshire, you know the guys who made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles are from New Hampshire. And you want to hear a horrible story? And you want to hear a horrible failure of my life? Yeah. I've always. always been a nerd. I used to hang around at the comic book store. And when I'm at the comic book store in New Hampshire, they're like, hey, there's these local guys who do this funny comic about Ninja Turtles. And they had those black and white originals that those guys printed themselves that they just had around the local comic book stores in New Hampshire, which I was in one of them. And I was like, eh, seems dumb. You know, <laughs> and just, and just, oh my, you know, and then like all, all these years later, everything happens. You watch a documentary about it. I see those black and white comic books and I was like, I held one of those in my hand once. Oh no. It was also different too. It was like really dark, and and they were like they were acting like like teenagers who couldn't control their themselves. There was like they were very teenager. Absolutely. So it was very different. It, it was, was a generational divide though, because yeah. I grew up on the movies and the cartoon, and yeah, the departure from the black and white grittiness. Yeah, Mikey, <laughs> why don't you pick Michelangelo? Every, nunchucks are dumb, and everybody picks Michelangelo. They all <laughs> like pizza. He's not special. <laughs> nunchucks are dumb. Trademark, Mikey. I stand by it. You can fight me without nunchucks. I'm going to get you a shirt now that says nunchucks are dumb. As long as it comes And is it nunchucks or numchucks? There's no B. That's how. There you go. Nunchucku. Nunchucku. Changes at dumb chucks. That's what they are. (laughs) These are classic nerd debates. I had to throw in the. Everybody has an opinion about this. Yeah, but he's a but he's a moron. Because because he's wrong. He's okay. The guy who invented the uh, I call it a GIF. Um, the he says it's called GIF, but it doesn't. It start it. It's G I F are the actual like initials for it. The G in there stands for graphics. For graphics, graphics, good. It's not graphics. I was just trying to out any of the hardcore graphics. Uh, I mean, it's, it's... But he made it. Doesn't he get some... Say? Was it, is it graphics interchange file? Is that what interchange? Is the I interchange? Yes. Or graphics interchange file? Mm-hmm. Ooh, nerd points. Boing, boing, boing. Give uh, me that punch card. Thank you. Uh, graphics interchange file. Graphics interchange file. And GIF, choosy moms choose GIF. GIF. Choosy moms <laughs> choose GIF. See? Uh, we got a laugh out of the corner there. Thank you for being as old as me and remembering the commercial. There was a commercial that kind of infuriated me. That you, that it was. It's more recent. It's a it's a chewy granola commercial, and it's basically like if you're they were like literally like if your kids are talking too much, just shove one of these in their mouth. Yeah, and I'm sitting there going like, dude, why don't you just parent your kids? <laughs> What if that's what, how they, my parents treated me as a kid? I mean, seriously. Shit. You know what you could do? You could stop talking now. Here, stick the squirt on the bottom of your face. And it's, it's not crunchy. It's chewy. So you're going to be chewing it out for a while. I love it. Xbox versus PlayStation versus Nintendo. The top three. Nintendo. It's, it's broad just to annoy people. So. Super Nintendo Chalmers. <laughs> Hi, Super 
Xbox versus PlayStation versus Nintendo. We got any thoughts on what console? Who wins the console wars in your world? Yeah, there you go. You can only grab one. Only one. It's way more portable to take the Switch. This is this one's getting a this one's getting the crowd talking. I I'm of the I'm of the world where I I want to be the rich dude who has all of them. Oh, for sure. Well, you're going for the old school ones. Well, no, I mean, is it, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, some people are loyal to the brand. I'm kind of like you though. Is that like if I'll take all of them and throw an old Atari in there and a ColecoVision. It depends on what time period you're talking about, because <clears throat> uh, all the consoles, once again, Xbox didn't even exist. Japan did, looked at this thing when it first hit their uh, hit their marketplace. Like, what is this giant box that we have to deal with? Yep. Um, <clears throat> Nintendo was the first one out with a huge library. Exactly. Um, ColecoVision only had what two games. Atari had a, a good bunch of games, but that was the wild, wild west of programming and video games back then. So half the games didn't work. Um, so really, it would have to boil down to Nintendo. Talking about time period, though, this for sure, is all based off a of time period. So, but later on, after the war between Nintendo and PlayStation came about, um, mainly with like SquareSoft moving over to Square Enix and stuff, I think PlayStation stole it. It's a huge library, and the fact that they had such cross, uh, they had too many people crossing over to do everything on that console. Gotcha. Yeah. PlayStation. And there was definitely a, there was a definitely a time period where there were exclusives for both Xbox and PlayStation, so you had to have one or the other, and that's less of a thing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was gonna say it's it's PC Master Race. What are we talking about here? PC yeah, Master PC, Race. Yeah. PC, yeah, not allowed. Like you can emulate all of them. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean, yeah, PCs are awesome, but I fell into that. I fell into that world, and it, it's such a upgrade, 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 upgrade. You need the video card, video card. Oh my gosh. The, the the cool thing about consoles is that yeah it's it's yeah I mean yeah you still need to get new ones but the longevity of it it's a lot easier to deal with but yeah I mean but PC gaming is you know that's the top tier for sure but golly it's really hard to keep up with for sure like for example um I have little cousins that are like you know ten and stuff like that mm-hmm. and. Uh, you're like, oh, you want a PlayStation? You want a Nintendo? Or blah, blah. Like, no. Can you get me a like a PC so I can play Fortnite on my <laughs> PC? Like children. So I think like these days they don't they don't want a console. Go, going back, yeah. going back yeah. to the comment about game library. That, that, that. No, consoles Huge. consoles are for old people. <laughs> Hold on, one more. Original Xbox One. Yeah, I have the original Xbox One too. That's what I'm. Is that the one you save in a fire and you can only take one with you? It's the only one I have to take with me. (laughs) Fair enough. So, all right, we got time for one more, I think. Choose your Dungeons and Dragons class. That's a good last one. There you go. Dungeons and Dragons class. We had two double warlocks already. Ranger. But just to give everybody the the options: ranger, cleric, wizard, bard, sorcerer, fighter, rogue, barbarian, warlock, druid, paladin, and monk. Bard, all about the bard. Bard yeah. all the way. Is it because you like music? They're a mix between a person who sings to cast spells and a rogue. So they can do all the little sneaky stuff and just sing and get whatever they want with their charisma. There you go. Mm-hmm. That charisma can get you in trouble sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Especially if you play your bard really, really right. Yes, it's true. 
What about you, Kev? Where do you lean if you're giving your, you get a blank character? Oh sheet? God! I mean, goodness! I, I'm I'm a I'm a legendary player of the clerics. I like the I like the healing powers, and I like talking to some god and having the powers of a god, and you know, God's grants me your powers. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Sometimes I'll throw a druid in there if I'm feeling kind of granoli. You know, some earthy crunchy. Well, you know, but that's that's just that's that's just a cleric who's like super into nature, man. I like that's, making peanuts. That's like and a cleric. That's like man. a cleric that smells like patchouli. You know. Have you tried these mushrooms? They're great. Yeah, check this out, man. They cast a spell. Yeah, man. My god is the cheese, man. That's a druid. Yeah. <laughs> I make my clothes, my own clothes, out of hemp. <laughs> yeah. My armor's made out of bark. Sorry. For me, this is pretty much an impossible question. I can't imagine just picking one class and sticking with it. I've played like half of them. Oh, yeah. Normally, I, I DM, so. There you go. I DM most of the time. I yeah. wish I could play more, like all DMs. Um, but but do you, it, as, a, as a DM, do you have the players that also, like, this is the lane I'm in because I love I love being a barbarian. I love swinging I, an axe every time. I have one player in one of my groups that always plays the same class, but he's always a grizzled old dude is like all of his characters, no matter what. He plays the same character. There you go. And uh, every ranger I've ever had did the Horizon Walker subclass in 5e. I've never seen like another subclass for rangers. Mm. Yep. But um, if I had to pick one, assuming 5e, I would pick Paladin because I think they're the best at everything and they're really stupidly powerful for no reason. <laughs> it's, it's pretty powerful ridiculous. powerful is a good reason. Yeah, thank you for your service as a DM, and uh, and we're sorry for all the players who were like, I cast Burning Hands on the wall. It's like, what are you doing? Right? I can do anything. The, always those new players. I can do anything. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go up to the barkeeper and punch him in the face. Why are you doing that right now? You said I could do anything. And then so you're like, and you're like, you know, you can do anything in the real world too. You can run up to a bartender and just punch him in the face if you wanted to. But if I did in the real world, there's not that magical chance that it automatically just works. Yeah, I had that. Like, I know, but a good life, a good like, DM will give that that person the real world, well, not real world, the fantasy world consequences. True. And then that kid's like crumpling up his paper and throwing it in the corner and never wants to play again. But good riddance. Don't cast burning hands on the wall of the tavern. Are there girls in the bar? <laughs> <laughs> Oh Scotty, do you have a do you have a, a, a class you ever defaulted to or had the most fun with? Uh, yeah, uh, ranger and the fighting cleric. I'm with Kevin. I always had a fighting cleric. Yeah. There you go. I once had a cleric of the goddess of love. Ooh. And it was crazy because he got into a lot of trouble, and the DM made sure that you know I played the character properly. He got into a lot of trouble. <laughs> it was crazy, if you can imagine. That's how the table goes sometimes. So, a super handsome cleric. That was kind of fun to play. Bacon. Um, if I'm rich, I'll be a wizard. I mean, you get all the spells. You got uh, <laughs> you, you to be rich for that, though. Yeah, yeah. So if, I'm, if my character's rich, just a lot of gold, then yeah, I'm going to be a wizard. Mm -hmm. And then you can keep yourself alive forever and become a lich. Yes. Ooh, if lich was a choice. If like, Lich was a choice, play, play then just play, no, just play, just play wizard or warlock, and just keep yourself alive after you die. But does that mean I have to carry around my palimpsest? So, Lich. Hi. Um. So I just played this for the first time during what, quarantine. Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We yeah. finished. We've started our campaign when quarantine started, and it ended recently, like I guess a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And I didn't really know that much about the game, but my friend told me the 
simplest one to play was Fighter. Yep. Yep. And uh, it was that's really a, fun. I never one. really had to think much. Nope. I just had to like be really strong. Mm-hmm. So I think if I play again, I uh, will do that again. Yeah. If you want to think even less, play Barbarian. <laughs> okay, I think I might go yeah. down that route. It was really fun, though. Well, welcome to the world of D and D, though. Yes. I hope it, I'm it playing Fighter in my my new the newest campaign, and it's really fun because I've always played Wizard or Warlock. So I will admit that playing a fighter is fun. Don't have to think about things. I'm an Echo Knight. I can make versions of myself from different timelines. Oh, fun. nice. Yeah. Cool. Oh, wow. This makes yeah. me want to get this whole room to play some like big ass group of D and D. Yeah, that's totally. That's what we're gonna do now. We're gonna go leave and play Dungeons and Dragons. Limit only three fighters, though. You guys get to duke it out. Who gets to be the dumb swingy thing? Yeah. So almost oh, about our time. That's No Talk Radio, everyone. I hope you guys had fun. Thanks for all the opinions. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for coming out at midnight. Thanks for having us out at midnight, Akon. <laughs> So, yeah, everyone come up and take a, uh, you can take a sticker, you can take a card, follow us at AssumingPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yes. Um, you can also send us a Gmail, assumingpositions at gmail.com. Every week, I ask Mikey, what, how would you like the Gmail formatted? I would like you to send me your opinion while you have a movie on in the background. Oh, okay. Don't knock until you try it. Just do it once. That's all I'm saying. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for being here. We want to thank our listeners for listening. We want to thank Akon31 for having us out. We want to thank that guy, Brad, for doing our announcing. Not Scott for our equipment, for being here, for taking people's opinions. Hot takes. Hot takes. There we go. We also want to thank Jazzar for music. We hope you guys have a great rest of your convention. We will see you guys next time. Listen to us, please. Woo!